You're listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. And now, your hosts, Brandon and Jimmy. I threw a rock at him! It's like, well, Brandon, we're back. Yes, Jimmy, we are back for another episode of Almost Got Him podcast. Actually, in some ways, the first episode of the Almost Got Him podcast. Yes, the last one was kind of like, it was kind of like a dry run. It was kind of a, a test flight, if you will. Yeah, so we've gotten back a lot of feedback on that, haven't we? We've gotten so much feedback. Actually, we haven't posted it yet. <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're getting a bunch of them together first to, you know, And then we'll, put we'll on out. we're going to get like a, a group, one of those groups to sit together and kind of give us notes and uh, let us know we're not really doing that. But we're no. just sort of flying <laughs> as our pants. We don't even know what to do with That's these. That's too much work for us. Once we're done recording this, I don't even know where it goes. So we're going to find out how exactly to do that part of it. Uh, but here we are. We are here. And today we are going over the... First two episodes of Batman the Animated Series. If you uh, check the show out on HBO Max, these will be the first two on your queue. Because the part one actually was the first episode they aired, even though it was not originally going to be the first episode, which is something I will talk about greatly a little bit later. But today we are going to speak about the cat and the claw. Yes, the cat and the claw, and not uh, on leather wings. Which, uh, for me, I think of the first episode not only because if you have the DVDs, for those of you who have the DVDs out there, that's number one. Um, sometimes you see that there's the differences in how things are listed on DVD and um, and like a Netflix type yeah. situation. So that's what that's what I think of number one first episode. But today we're talking about the cat and the claw. And when we do talk about on leather wings, we'll talk about it more like a pilot than this one, even though this is the first episode that aired. So go ahead and give us a bat synopsis. Okay, so we have the Cat and the Claw. Do we know when this premiered or know what the date was? So it premiered on uh, September 5th, 1992. Um, it I, it was a uh, s- Saturday morning, I think. Does was it? it? Yeah, I, I, it was like morning or afternoon, but it w- was a Saturday, I believe. Okay, okay. Because uh, On Leather Wings, which is the pilot, air, aired on... A Sunday night, which was the next day. So, gotcha. Yeah. So that is a Saturday. Gotcha. So I may have missed the Saturday, and I saw the first episode Sunday in the prime time. So that's mm-hmm. why I think of that episode as number one. And by the way, part two of the Cat and the Claw uh, debuted a week later on September twelfth. Uh, season one was a little bit weird about their episodes because um, if you look at like episode guides or IMDb, uh, you'll notice that season one is like sixty episodes long. And all the other seasons are like 10, 5 episodes or whatever. Um, that was because in the first season, they had episodes coming out uh, daily, right? Yeah, syndicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not a weekly show. It was uh, Monday through Friday. So you had a you have a lot of bat content in that first season. Now, why would they decide to air the 15th episode and 16th episode produced uh, first, why why would they choose to do that? Yeah, the Cat and Claw was originally supposed to be the fifteenth and the sixteenth episode. Now, do we know why that is? I think I know why that is. Oh, it's never been confirmed, but the uh, the belief is there was a big interest in Catwoman at the time because Batman Returns had come out that summer, so they gotcha. uh, wanted to go with somebody that was familiar to the fans, which is ironic because. Uh, on Leather Wings, which is the original pilot, your villain's Man Bat, and the whole reason they picked Man Bat for that episode was because they wanted uh, the, their audience to see a character that they weren't 
particularly familiar with it. Right. Unless they, like, were hardcore readers of comic books, which I, I read comics as a kid at the time, but I had no idea who Mad Bat was. So is that is that why you think that they aired this one first? Yeah, I think that's what, because I remember watching it in primetime, so I must have seen that one first. So in my eyes, that's the first one that, that aired. I just can't get it out of my brain, I guess. Yeah. The one thing that I don't get about uh, this two-parter, though, when it comes to, like, its release dates, as I was saying, uh, there's a new Batman episode every day there for a while. Um, but part two didn't air for a whole week afterwards, so there's, like, there's quite a few episodes in between. It, this was, part two is the eighth episode of the series. So there's, what, six episodes in between yes. those two. And I don't know if I would have, I, probably as a kid, I was probably confused what was going on there. Since they kind of start up part two, where part one left off in a way. Well, when it comes to Saturday morning cartoons and cartoons in general, there were a lot of confusion. Because sometimes you'd watch uh, a show and the next one would be a, wouldn't be be the part two. And like sometimes there's a lot of confusion when you're young as far as cartoons and like why they play or what order they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, or why why is there one Ghostbusters with Peter and Ray? And why does the other one have a giant ape? Uh, <laughs> when you're young, see, I understood this because I'm me. I knew there was a Ghostbusters in the '70s live. That's a filmation thing, uh, which uh, they did some Batman, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Okay, that was the segue that went nowhere. Let's, <laughs> let's take know. it back to what we're here to talk about. Part one, uh, the Cat in the Claw, directed by Kevin Altieri, who directed 22 episodes in total of the show. Uh, the most next to Boyd Kirkland, who I also think directed a lot of Simpson episodes because the name kind of rings a bell. Yeah, I, I know we, I see Boyd Kirkland's name yes. pop up a lot going through the show. Maybe he does Bob's Burgers and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm sure he's still 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 uh, directing. Still directing. Still at large. So Catwoman, voiced by Adrian Barbo. Again, the first time we're it's it's an introdu- introduction of the character. We've never met the character before since this is the first episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Catwoman, along with her cat Isis, are doing what Catwoman do in by purloining a diamond necklace. Isis uh, does a Catherine Zeta-Jones under some lasers, and they escape with it, only to be confronted by Batman. Now, as I said, this is their first meeting. We actually see... It's not like, you know, Batman has already encountered Joker, uh, but he hasn't encountered Catwoman. This is the first time we're watching them meet, which is... Isn't that kind of interesting? Like, the, yeah, And I, that's uh, something I'm going to talk about a lot later when I talk about my favorite parts. The, the, the That whole opening with where yeah, they perfect. meet is kind of... Like, it's flawless. And on, certainly on the heels of Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. You can see a lot of the jumping from rooftop and rooftop that um, reminds you of the Burton films. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, this is their first meeting. We get a very nice, like, a bat and mouse kind of scene where they chase each other across mm-hmm. the rooftops of Gotham, uh, which ends in bats saving Isis and Catwoman using her little, little cat whistle, uh, which I thought would be, come back later, and it doesn't. It doesn't come uh, back. It doesn't come back <laughs> at all. But hey, Batman finds a clue, as Batman tends to do. Uh, so we're off to a male meat market where Gotham's most eligible bachelors are auctioned off. Uh, and Bruce Wayne, who's looking like a total snack. <laughs> <laughs> that brown coat is not yes. very becoming yeah. of oh Mr. Wayne. Uh, he is bought by Selena Kyle for $10,000. He's like a billionaire and can't afford like a decent like Gucci jacket. No, no not at all. He's... Not at all. Well, he's playing the part of Bruce Wayne. I'm just sort of a square he, von Bevon. He's very schlub looking in the animated series when you think about it. So there's a little exposition dump here where we learn that Selena is uh, way into Mountain Life Preserve, and we also meet her secretary, Maven. Now, Brandon, Catwoman has a secretary. Now, is this comic book lore? Where does this come from? So it kind of is and kind of isn't. Um, There is a character that's highly associated with Catwoman as kind of like a, not really a sidekick or a partner, Mm. but they're best friends, and she takes care and does 
a lot of her catwomaning kind of because to, kind of to take care of her. Uh, this is a woman named Holly Robinson. Uh huh. Um, From hanging with Mr. Cooper. What's my theme music? No, nah, not that one. Different not that Holly one. Robinson. Okay. She's the one person up until recent years that Selena Kyle trusted, and that was the only person she trusted. So the writers were like. Catwoman needs someone to talk to. I, I think they were like, Catwoman needs a nice gal pal. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't know if they were like basing that off Holly Robinson, but maybe mm-hmm. they were like, well, that's a dynamic that kind of works. Because we want to get more into Selena Kyle than, than just Catwoman. It feels like a very current concept. I could see current I could see current thinking, we need another female yeah. for the female to talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can see them adding that. So it seems like a very like front forward thinking yeah, or could this be exposition? We need yeah, yeah. we need her to say exposition to someone who is not Batman. Um, so we'll give her a female friend. But yeah, Maven not from the comics, but she's I'm guessing loosely inspired by Holly Robinson and her uh, relationship with Selena. I gotcha, I gotcha. So uh, we do meet Maven uh, at the uh, this awards uh, ceremony, but this little meet cute between Selena. And Bruce is cut short, interrupted by a car chase, of which Batman thwarts. And we learn that Gor- we learn from Gordon that Red Claw is in town. Um, now, should I continue on, Brandon, or do you want to tell us something about Red Claw? So I didn't know this really. Uh, I just thought Red Claw is one of those like random villains. Batman has a lot of random villains that mm-hmm. have only really been shown a time or two. Uh, like you have Crazy Quilt, who is a light master, and the quilt's referring to the quilt of the rainbow. That he can shoot out these like light rays and stuff and really harm our uh, dynamic duo. And you have Condiment King, who's my favorite, like one-off villain, uh, which you'll hear a lot about him on this podcast. I need something of him in my kitchen. It's it's, it's great. King it's, in my kitchen. He's so great. They make fun of him on Lego Batman, uh, which I thought was I, that really made me pop. But, yeah, I thought Red Claw was just some uh, random Batman villain that they decided to bring in. But, actually, she was made specifically for the show and for uh, toy purposes. And uh, just, maybe we'll get into this later, but just this episode, Red Claw? She, no, she's in a, she's in she's a, in a couple. She's in quite a few. I okay. Think she's in it uh, to the end, I think. Well, good. I, I, I Every time I see that Red Claw design, I'm fine with that. And I really, that. I really... Uh, and I didn't know this either, because of course it's nineteen ninety two. I'm not thinking about this stuff mm-hmm. at the time. I'm like eight years old or whatever. But uh, Kate Mulker does the voice of Red Claw. Yes, which, she uh, does. Is she another? She's a Star Trek. She's uh, uh, Captain Janeway, yeah. the uh, captain of Star Trek Voyager. But she's also really well known in recent years for her role as Red on Orange Is the New Black. Oh, I didn't even know that. She's. I was not the biggest on that show, but mm-hmm. she is. My favorite person to watch each year. You know, we saw Kate Mulgrew once. Did we? Yeah, she was at one of the conventions we went to. She was just with Star Trek people, so that's well, I don't probably what you just saw. But oh, yeah, we because actually because I don't remember Star Trek much. <laughs> we actually did pass her up. I saw. Um, I didn't meet Adam West. This is this is <laughs> every time Jimmy moves it back to Batman sixty six, take a shot. Uh, remember, <laughs> we did we saw Batman. We saw Adam West. Were you with me? I was with you. It was, okay, uh, it was Adam and Bert, Adam Bert and, and Julie. Julie Newmar, who we're gonna talk about in a little bit. Gosh, man, you you think you see Adam West and you're like, I've got plenty of time. Uh, that's kind of sad, <laughs> man. I could have met him. You kind of walked up there and hello, citizen. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. But hey, you get to see him in person. I did. I was still... like from here to there, and there's Adam. So Bruce uh, shows up to Selena for their date, which she is totally nonplussed about. She's only got eyes for Batman. 
lamenting as she opens the door for him. This is a great thing. I wish it were Batman standing behind this door. Yeah. And you see, it's wah, comedy. Wah, wah. It's comedy because we know. We know. Now, this is a classic comic book kind of situation. Like, uh, I'm in love with the 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 uh, the alter ego and not the the other guy. This is kind of a classic. Do they still? Is this still something they do? No, no. Uh, secret identities are not that coveted uh, anymore just because social media and like TMZ and all that, if there is a actual super, superhero in the real world, their identity would be uncovered in no time these days. It takes a little more than just a pair of glasses to hide that you're a strange visitor from another world. You know what it, you know what it is? This won't be in the podcast. What it is <laughs> is like... You're sitting there with your wife, and your wife is like, I would know. I would know. So they can't do it because there's all kinds of wives in the audience who would be like, I, I wouldn't believe that. That wouldn't work on me. So you got you to gotta cut those things. It's like in Jurassic World, every woman who watches that movie is like, why does she have her high heels on? And oh, she's, she's running, running from the through. T-Rex. And it's like, that's, that, no, that's a character thing. Yeah, she's but, like a buttoned up uh, businesswoman. So that's why she, it's not. And also Bryce Dallas Howard can do it. And so Bryce that's Dallas why. Howard. So, okay. So I, how do we even get on this? I'm thing? not sure. Oh, uh, it's like character thing maybe. Oh yeah. We were talking about character, how people have ruined movies. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, the secret identity thing. Yes. Because you can't do secret identities anymore because people are like, well, I wouldn't believe in that. That wouldn't work yeah. on me. So you can't. But Which yeah, being in love with an alter ego of, of the other person that, you know, that trope is a fun one. I like to call it a real Grease 2 situation. Now, does, now this is breaking all kinds of rules. Let's talk about Lois Lane. Does she still remember, does she still know or not know? How do they do, how do they handle Lois Lane nowadays? Um, it, in the early 90s, uh, Clark revealed his, mm-hmm. uh, that he was Superman. At this point, uh, her and Clark were already together, so... That was just kind of, okay, I've got to come out about this. As you know, in the beginning, Lois right. was in love with Superman. Um, and then uh, I think like a year later, he ended up proposing. And then when they were going to get married, they changed their mind and they killed Superman off in 1992, which was the biggest comic uh, storyline of all time. But I'm getting sidetracked. But it just made me really, really excited. But uh, yeah, she she's uh, known since the early 90s that it's him. But uh, what I was going to tell you, it, and I think it was late 2018, it, tw- it, late 2018 or t- 2019, uh, Clark revealed his identity to like the entire world. Oh, comics. that happened, huh? Yeah, because they're, they've done some fun stuff where uh, they're saying, well, Clark Kent wrote some of these stories. And now those stories are problematic mm-hmm. because obviously oh, that's he's an interesting biased. take. That's an interesting take. Yeah, Brian Michael Bendis came up with that, and I thought it was really cool. So Bruce gets Selena a meeting with the head of a land company, which would be Multigon International, so she can negotiate a place for these mountain lions. She's so she's so butterfly about, <laughs> uh, which doesn't work out because you realize the company is in cahoots with Red Claw. And uh, talk about a snack! Uh, this is design. Um, Bruce Tam really knows how to design these female characters, and Red Claw is up there for me. All right. Um, you know, if they made her now, it would have been Gina Carano. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. I'm cutting this part out, too. No, no, you're keeping <laughs> By the way, we're going to keep most of this stuff. <laughs> but, you know, people, some people have to pay for what they... So, yes, so no Gina Carano in our... What is this? Batman. No Gina Carano <laughs> no, in Batman. <laughs> Hashtag not our Batman. That's right. But I do love the Red Claw design. I'm glad that yeah, she came yeah. back a couple times. I love I'll, the voice. Okay, which is I honestly forgot the character existed, but when I saw her, I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that character. That's cool. 
so Bats and Cats both have suspicions of Multigun International. So Catwoman shows up to snap some pics. It's always snapping pics of things, of uh, some secret plans, but is discovered by Red Claw and eventually blown off a roof, but saved just in the nick of time by Batman. And he has that swing in, and then she's like, oh, my hero. And she kisses him! Yep. This is episode one. Yeah, she moves fast. And uh, it's very much, of course, this... <laughs> taking it back to 66 this is a very like uh classic batman and Trope, julie newmark yeah. catwoman yeah. way of, of which i believe that started there i don't think that started in yes the that's exactly where that started yeah. they're bringing it into the 90s uh she gives him a smooch but he tries to apprehend her but she turns the tables on him as she always normally does he falls off her roof uh lastly we discover that red claw is monitoring selena and maven and uh we left with a oh no moment as we lead into the next episode so now the bad guys know that selena is Catwoman. Oh my god. So is this a good cliffhanger, Brandon, do you think? It's okay. It, it, it's one of those, I don't, and this goes back to the the part two airing six episodes later. They they work really well as their own thing. They, they um, the, the, the episode has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, for the cliffhanger, it's not like a dire, I have to see what happens next cliffhanger. But it's a good end. It's to... almost an afterthought. Yeah, yeah. Like it could have ended when Catwoman fell off the whatever happened. There was there was an action it... beat. It doesn't end on the action beat. It ends on like falling action. Yeah. If it, it felt like the end of an act and not yes, an that is true. It wasn't a cliffhanger. It was yeah. the end of an act. Yeah, which gets continued a week later on Captain Claw Part Two. So Part Two, directed by Dick Seabass. We have two different directors for one director for one and two directors for that, uh, who directed nine episodes of the show. Oh, oh, let me interject also. These episodes were written by Sean Catherine Derrick, uh, Loren Bright, Jules Dennis, and Richard Muller. Yes, I want to give everyone credit for their uh, their pen mileage there. Uh, this episode begins with Bats doing some sleuthing so he can learn that Red Claw uh, is attempting to rob and uh, to rob a train and steal some kind of viral plague. Nowadays, that viral plague would probably be one of those what color is this dress memes? <laughs> or maybe that mocked up poster of Beetlejuice 2? Because keep hoping, keep hoping that's not happening. How, how, do people, not happening. how do people keep falling for Why that? Why do people My keep question. reposting these things? Look, it's Labyrinth 2. And it's like, no! <laughs> it's not no. going to happen. Variety would <laughs> post that. It wouldn't be just your aunt... I'm just going to say Maven, but that's character. Wouldn't be your Aunt Anne. She's not going to be posting this. It's just, look for official, eh, whatever, it's just not happening. Mary Jane has an Aunt Anne, by the way. Well, let's bring, hey, that's that's Marvel. That's wrong. Uh, so, Batman comes in on a hang glider, uh, and we see some thugs fall off a train, hopefully dead, but we don't know. We don't show them die. Yeah, yeah, you didn't see them, like, walk up and no. survive. Oh, wait a minute, no, they, they climbed the out. One. They climbed out. No, that, that's the next one. Oh, we that's the next that one. Because okay. that's about I to happen I think that was in somewhere. Yeah. So Red Claw issues an ultimatum. 24 hours and all the gold, gold bullion I can eat, uh, or I'll release this viral plague of keyboard cats on, on Gotham. <laughs> uh, so that's how she puts that. Now, Brand, uh, Batman, not Brandon, that's you. That's Batman me. calls Gordon on a black bat phone. Did you notice this? It's he, not red. He ha- Not red, it's black. He pulls out a drawer and it has another phone. And it has that little like button on it, like yeah, you know, like important, would, just like the bat phone. Yeah, speed dial. You can only dial that one number. So we're all, already establishing that Batman has his own line. Yeah. To Commissioner Gordon, he has the communication down. Yes. So Batman calls Gordon on the black bat phone. Yes. Uh, Bruce and Selina try once again to have their date, but they're attacked and chased by Red Claw's goons. Uh, the thugs fall off her bridge. Unfortunately, not dead because we show them uh, crawl out of the uh, out of the crash onto like a. That's the thing you remember, that, right? That, yeah. It reminded me of on the thing I was telling you about on the pilot uh, recently, the Super Friends episode where yes. Batman and Robin were facing these spiders, and they threw the spiders over the ledge, and then 
the censors were like, well, you didn't get the spiders right. You have to show that the spiders survived. So mm-hmm. they added a clip of the spiders climbing away and just going on with their lives. This is a total studio note. We have to see oh. them crawl out. Yeah, the uh, the censors were very kind to the show, but you can definitely tell their influence every now and then, just like them. So Alfred finds a, a Alfred of all. So this is our first Alfred. First Alfred, we're going to go into him, I think, a little bit more in the next episode. Um, but yeah, this is, our, this is our first Alfred, and this is actually voiced by the guy who regularly voices Alfred, too. Not, which, the, not the weird one that starts out. Which Efren Zimbalis Jr., who was the, Efren, original, yeah, uh, the actual yeah. voice that we know. Yeah. And that's the one you get in uh, Cat and Claw. So Alfred finds a cat hair on Bruce's jacket that Batman identifies immediately as Isis's hair. So he has his mistletoe can be deadly moment and realizes that Selina is indeed Catwoman. So that's how he finds out it's uh, one of Isis's hairs. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. yeah that, I thought that was... That was kind of like, okay, we need to get the story going more. Yep, that's what What it is. can we do? What yep, kind of plot what... contraption can we finagle here? But again, Batman's a detective. And the we greatest did that. detective there is. That's right. Uh, so meanwhile, Red Claw's thugs attack Maven while she's pouring a healthy glass of Tang. <laughs> uh, this, this is a, it's a picture of Tang. I don't care what, the, what they were going for. She's pouring Tang. It was the early 90s. That's right. But Batman intercedes. Uh, Maven has a Velma moment where her glasses fall off, and she's like, oh, my glasses, oh, my glasses, um, and then tells Batman, Batman where Catwoman is so we can have a third act. And uh, third act we do have, don't we? We do. Bats and cats are tied up by Red Claw, who releases the plague on them. The plague. Uh, so more more keyboard cats <laughs> are all over them. Uh, and hide your kids, hide your wife, all over, just all over them, all that. Uh, the pair break free and blow the whole operation sky high. There's a whole thing with a grenade or something. What is it all this? Everything blows up and it doesn't look great. It's busy. It's very, very busy. Uh, I don't know if this was on the uh, commentary track you listened to, but like Bruce Tim hates that scene with a passion. Oh, really? Say. That's interesting. Uh, they had to reanimate it uh, like multiple times, like f- like five times or something like that. And it just never got to the point that he liked it. They had to go with the last uh, attempt just because they ran out of time. So this is interesting. You mentioned Bruce Tim. I have found that Bruce Tim claimed he was never crazy about their depiction of Catwoman. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Uh, he didn't like the environmentalist animal rights aspect. Of that that was uh, that was new. That was not not really. A, like I said, the comics she was just stole stole stuff. Now this <laughs> might be the place to put this in. And this may be a bit of a hot take for me. Okay. And I, I oh, think I, I think it's because I know what you're about to do. I think it's because I was young and I came off the heels of seeing Michelle Pfeiffer in those heels. Uh, and to me at the time that was Catwoman. Also, I Julie Newmar is hard to forget. Um, there is nothing wrong with this series visual or any of the depiction of Catwoman. It just isn't up there for me. I mean, it's good, it's fine. But those who know me, you know, I'm the female characters, I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, it's a fine Catwoman, but it's just fine. That's one thing that I was going to talk to you about later, but we'll go ahead and jump into it now. Um, Catwoman's been betray- betrayed by a lot of, like, really talented people. Um, mm-hmm. You have Julie Newmar, Eartha Kitt, um, what's it, Lee Merriweather, mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Anne Hathaway, I know Joey Kravitz is about to play her. Holly Berry. Holly Berry was Kevin. Oh. <laughs> but she didn't play Selena Kyle. She played Precious. Oh, Precious uh, in, uh, the name of, in the name of Sapphire. Precious. 
Precious just, Priscilla, we, okay, I believe. Okay, we just made that joke also. In, <laughs> you know, we just we made, made that, that joke in another video we just did, which I just edited. So. Oh, that one. Yeah, that's uh, my cat's over there yelling. Hey, it's on brand. It's, We're doing a cat it's one. A black, it's my black cat. It's my we, we, have, we have ISIS here. But yeah, there's there's been a lot of just really top-notch uh, women playing Catwoman over the years. Who did the voice in the Harley Quinn cartoon? I forgot to look that up. Oh, I don't know. Is it Aisha Tyler? <sighs> I, don't I don't think know. it's her, but... I think really she does good. a voice in it, but I don't know who she does. So, yeah, Adrian Barbeau plays uh, Selena in uh, the animated uh, Batman the Animated Series. She, what, what do you know her from? Uh, I know she was in Escape from New York, Oh, right? she's in just a slew of 70s films, Swamp Thing. Oh, uh, The Fog. Uh, everyone, uh, uh, a creep show. Uh, uh, just everybody knows Adrian Barbeau from from different things, and she's great. She uh, she's really good. She's great. I think, I think the visual of uh, Bruce Timm's Catwoman's up there. It's one of my favorites. Yes, visual wise. Yes, it's gray though. And, and, but yeah, yeah. I do want to say that as um, as sort of just okay as I am on this Catwoman uh, design. Yeah. I love this compared to what the change is coming. In these further episodes down the road, because we they really change um, the design of Catwoman later on in, in the run of this series. Yeah, they do. Uh, and it makes me want to puke. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back on topic, though. <laughs> Almost done with the synopsis, though. That's right, still in synopsis. Um, now we have the much-awaited fight, cat fight between cats and Red Claw and a mountain lion because we set that up. Yeah. Uh, Gordon shows up. I mean, we all know how these things and we know the drill. Yeah. Uh, and we get to, this might be jumping all, not a shark, but this might be jumping ahead. My favorite part of the episode. Uh, well, he has shark repellent. Because here, it's class. That would be if that ran it. Because it's a classic sort of setup. Catwoman asks Batman, why didn't you tell the police that he, that, he, that you found me? Uh, he says he didn't want her to be arrested like a common criminal. She asks him whether he cares or not, but he handcuffs her saying, more than you'll ever know. Ooh. That is such an ending. These shows nailed the endings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's such a great ending. And that's to me, that's that's the Catwoman and Batman and, relationship. And this is a show for kids. <laughs> yes, and it's not like all the characters don't come out and sing a song. It's yeah. like Carrie. It's like they. This, this came on at uh, whatever it's, time it came on for kids. It's uh, it's very mature and, but it, but it's not like one of those like kids can still enjoy it because. You have really pretty cartoon designs, and you have, you know, fun action. And probably, like I said, I saw it when I was eight. I think I felt like I was watching something that was for mm -hmm. somebody older than me, and I thought that was pretty cool. And the, the fact that Batman was in it sweetened the deal. The endings really, really stick with you. Uh, and as we get into other episodes... Oh, there's uh, some... there's some Heart of Ice and, and, and so many. Gut-wrenching ones. Um, you just remember the endings. Mm -hmm. You remember how you feel watching those. Um, very, very influential. Well, that... Is the cat and the claw the two parter? Yeah, that is it. Should we throw in some more bat facts? Well, let's talk. Let me ask this why is this a two parter? I, I've always, I don't know. Does like it, I said, it was not supposed to be the first episode. If it does it succeed as a two parter, I want it, it. They're really kind of their own, each one. It's the same story, yes, but once again, one episode came out six episodes later. If you watch mm -hmm. them in their original order, you're not really taken off about that too much. Like when you read comic books, there's stories that transpire and then they don't go back to it for like five more issues or something like that. It's separate, but the same story. And I mm. think that's kind of what they did with the episodes there. Did it need to be a two-parter? No, but that was around the time they started uh, experimenting with it. Because mm -hmm. you, you have Two-Face, as I said, it's supposed to be episode 12 and 13. 
Two Face is like around the 1920 area. That feels like a perfect two parter. Oh, more I mean, for literally like, two obvious parts. reasons. Yes. Which th- that one's going to be a fun one to go. Through. Yes, much more than this one feels uh, a little as a story feels a little padded. But we are here really to introduce the most important relationship. One of the most important relationships throughout the show is Batman and Catwoman. Well, in my mind. Because looking into it, I think Catwoman only is in eight of these episodes. She's not in many. Uh, that's one thing. Going and one of them is a flashback where she's not even Catwoman. She's uh, uh, she's Selena, Selena Kyle. Kyle. That's the perchance to dream episode. Uh, so Good she really doing. isn't in these shows a lot. The, you know, think about it. And that's uh, like it's, uh, like I, t- I told you in the last episode. I've been watching them for a couple months now. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm way ahead and I'm going back to watch each episode right before each podcast. But uh, a lot of the characters don't show up that much. Like. Uh, Mr. Free shows up in, I think, three total episodes of both anime series and new mm-hmm. new Batman adventures. Um, there's not a lot of Riddler because they didn't like writing the Riddler's uh, episodes. Uh, there's a lot of Joker. There's a lot of Harley. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of like weird one-offs. Like I watched one with, about Baby Doll last night. Yeah, Baby Doll. Yeah. I thought it was going to be horrible, but it ended up being really Pretty great. Yeah, I think it has kind of a tragic way it, about that's it. What, what yeah. it takes a, it takes a turn halfway through, yeah. and then like, okay, I'm into this. But yeah, uh, I th- honestly think it was just a two parter because Batman Returns. If we're being honest, yeah. Um, that I mean, this whole show is came on because of Batman eighty done and Batman Returns. So, and that was the year Batman Returns came out. So might as well you know jump on that, capitalize off it. Great way to introduce the Catwoman character into into the show, I think. The cats cats agree. You hear that, folks? That's my cat. She has feline dementia. Way back in the hallway. That's her. Speaking of introducing Catwoman, um, I thought I'd go ahead and tell you a couple of comic facts about her. Uh, She was introduced in the very first issue of Batman. Now, Batman did not first appear in Batman number one. Do you remember what he first appeared in? No. Detective Comics number 27. Ah. It was not originally a Batman book, for those that don't know that. Uh, for 26 episodes, they dealt with detective stories. And, uh, like, Slam Bradley, I think, was in there. The first episode of Detective Comics has a very racist-looking character of a character named Fu Manchu on it. Oh, no, don't which, get us canceled, man. No, that, I'm just canceled. saying, this is the book that started uh, Batman started a really in a very controversial way well i don't agree with any of this but i just want to put that out there so anyone knows i'm gonna see this trending tomorrow that i was a fan (laughs) but uh catwoman showed up in the first issue of batman which also uh earlier in the issue joker first appears Ah. um it came out in spring of 1940 and in that in that issue she was not called catwoman yet she was just called the cat Hmm. she impersonated i've read it before she impersonates like an old grandma Oh, she does that. That happens in Batman 66. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's it's well, great because Julie, Julie Newmar gets to play an old woman and not be just like, I'm hot all the time. She's playing an old lady and she's so good at it. But yeah, they did that in 66. Batman 66 never like referenced the books or anything, so I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's just a random. It could have been just like. But it might have been a coincidence. Maybe Julie Newmar was like, I'd like to do something. You know, well, she's not doesn't always talk like an old lady. <laughs> uh, but maybe she just wanted to do a, com- a comedic piece and they're like, well, dress up as an old lady. By the way, have you heard Julie Newmar talk in recent years? Of course. She still sounds like Catwoman. Yes, she does. She still has that way about her all the time. Just she was uh, great in what that uh, reunion reunion cartoon they did. Oh uh, yeah, those 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 man, cartoons are great. I, we could have got a lot more of those. 
I'm sad about that. Oh, I know. I know. We'll talk more about that on like the Great Ghost episode, yeah, probably. Just bring everything down. All right, what's what's going on? What's your next fact? Uh, uh, the cat was also uh, created by Bill Finger and Bob Kane, who created Batman. So this is a part of his original lore. Um, and uh, we already talked about she'd been portrayed by a bunch of different actresses, including Halle Berry. Um, what is... Okay. Someone you include. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize I actually wrote that down. I was just like, oh, I hope I forgot that. Um, in recent years, Catwoman was actually engaged to uh, Batman for a bit. Yeah. They were set to get wed, and they had like a big comic for it, Batman number 50 by Tom King and uh, Mikhail Janin, and it didn't happen. She ended up, Catwoman ended up being manipulated by Holly Robinson, of all people, who is being manipulated by Bane, to uh, kind of leave him at the altar because Catwoman and Batman being together made Batman happy, and he needed that mm -hmm. anger to channel into being the best Batman he can be. All right, I can see that. But they they uh, did get back together recently, but they're just, you know, they're like hanging out. They talking. Now, is this hearsay? No, no, they they're, they're hanging out. They talk. All right, I ain't want to gossip, so you they, ain't heard nothing from me. They they, they cool. No, you bro. haven't. Also, Bruce Wayne has no money now, which is an interesting little turn. But that's a different story. But that's pretty much all the other bad facts we covered in the synopsis. So, do you have any bad facts for me? I do have some bad facts. Some of them are just my observations. Okay, but give me um, there's a part in this episode where a Catwoman first sees Batman, uh, and they have this shot where it's like an upshot. Of uh, the of the Batman, and it's so weird. I don't know if you noticed this, mm. but the it's not something this show ever does. But it's like an upshot, and Batman's face is all like overly done. Yeah, and it's just really it, it it's just weird because it's like I guess he, you're supposed to be see his manly face. Yeah, and Catwoman's like, oh, hello, something mm. like this is a very it's like a dominant like you know. Uh, yeah, kind it just of stuck out to me. It just kind of really stuck out to me as we as we were watching it. I said I was watching it. We don't watch these together, by yeah. the way. Yeah, we watch them separate. And we don't talk about them until the cat says so. My cat in the background <laughs> is talking quite a bit. We'll have to chain her up for the next <laughs> record we do. Uh, so Catwoman would appear in eight more episodes. And the next appearance, uh, it actually does not explain this arrest. I think that was uh, Tiger Tiger. Ooh, um, Tiger Tiger is a horrible episode. So, but it doesn't like, we don't understand. So Catwoman uh, went to jail, I guess. Um, yeah, he gets her at the end. He gets her at the end because he cuffs he her. Cuffs her. They have that wonderful ending. But like the next time we see her, it's not like she's. I don't. She's not in jail. Like I don't. But I mean, I guess this is the thing that they, happens they were always the a little loose on continuity yes, on the show. Yes. I every now, really... every now and then, they would appear to it, but it was rare. Uh, so there's a part in this episode where the bat wing. Uh, first of all, we get we do get a bat. We get a bat wing in this episode, right? Part two. We, we uh, part two. Yes. We get a bat. So wing. it does the fly through the. There, <laughs> my cat's just loving it. Loving this podcast. So we get a moment where the, the bat, uh, bat wing flies through the uh, kind of, it does like the Warner Brothers thing from the movie, from the, from the Rocky Three. You know what I'm saying? I'm locked out of my computer. Sorry. What's Josie doing? <laughs> oh, I think Josie just wants attention, right? Yeah. Now. My cat is just freaking out. Well, that's cool because it's a Catwoman episode. Yeah. It was. Uh, let, me, let me start that over. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably, that we can edit. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a part in the episode where the Batwing flies across the moon, and we do like, oh the old uh, we do the Barton. thing from the '89 thing, yeah, which is yeah. a couple years ago. Still really cool. I'm a Golden Girls guy, so I just got to point out that Herb Edelman, who was uh, 
uh, was Mr. Stern. He did the voice of the character Mr. Stern. He was Stan. Hi, I'm Stan. Oh, nice. Uh, from the Golden Girls. Uh, Frank Welker does the voice uh, vocals for Isis. One of the meows is the AIM meow. Like when I used to sign on and off of AOL. Oh, that's cool. Meow. Uh, and it was, that's the AIM meow. I hear that in a lot of stuff. And of course, we point out that, point out that Kate McGrew uh, was from Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> yeah. And she was Red Claw in this episode. Yeah, Kate Mulgrew. Kate Mulgrew. Yes. I'm aware of her. Also, want to point out that Adrian Barbo's on-screen son on the Drew Carey show, Deidre Bader, became Batman. He did Batman, he, the Brave, and the Bull. Yeah, yeah, he did that there, and I think he also did a voice for some of the animated, uh, like straight to DVD movies too. Yes, I think he might might have a voice in Har- the Harley and Ivy show. He he does too. Yes, and I think he he does Batman, doesn't he? Yes, that's right, he does. Do he yeah. does Batman in that too? That's cool. I like that show. <laughs> Me too. Uh, they, they just started on three. Recently. I know. I'm so excited. God, this Josie. My cat is just like, is she's like droopy. You know how you they they drive droopy like a hundred miles away. He runs all the way back, and droopy's there. He's just magic there. That's like what my cat does. I put her down, and she jumps right back up on me. It's crazy. She's we can loyal. keep this in because it's cat related. Um. So Brandon, that's mine and my facts. I have some retorts to little questions that you had. Uh, we put into these. I don't know how we're going to introduce that or what oh. we're doing now, but. Um, We'll probably end up coming up with like kind of I guess little buttons that we can throw in the little jingles or whatever. Yeah, and we'll have little songs. What's what's the first category? I yeah, I'll, I'll steer the, steer the ship for the categories. If what's the want. first one though, so I can make a joke? How Batman begins. Oh, I got a live one here. I forgot what I was even going to talk about. So uh, let let's go into the star. How are we starting that, Brandon? Uh. The How Batman Begins is referring to what we think of the uh, title cards of the episode. Now, every episode of Batman the Animated Series, up until I think the last 15 episodes, you get a title card with each episode. And you might even get, get one with... No, you do get one with the last 15 episodes, too. You just have a different opening. Ah, uh, I see. I see. I, I always get that confused. But uh, each title card represents that episode. It's kind of like maybe like a cover to mm-hmm. a book, perhaps. Um, it so, definitely stuck out when you were a kid. You're like, what's the, because uh, you, you'd see the title and that wonderful art. And sometimes it would tell you that you, you just, okay, this one's called the last laugh or whatever. So it's a Joker, a Joker episode. episode. Uh, you know, so you try to get some kind of idea of what you're going to see mm-hmm. by looking at that the wonderfully done, uh, uh, piece. And I, and I believe, uh, they also kind of did the, these title cards because, uh, Bruce Tim, which a very big, uh, film noir fan, which yes. is kind of what he incorporated into a lot of his designs. Um, these covers kind of, these, uh, I keep calling it covers, these title cards remind me of like pulp, uh, like, uh, covers to pulp mags or whatever. Yes. Into yeah, I do see that. A fun, salacious story of the week. So what did you think of the, uh, what did you think of the title card of The Cat and the Claw? The Cat and the Claw title card kind of reminds me of like an old Lugosi movie. Like it has like a, it looks like the title card of something that would uh, be on like Svengooli would show. Uh, it has a very like nice horror kind of, like a po- like Edgar Allan Poe mm-hmm. kind of feel to it when I look at it. Yes, yeah, uh, got two big uh, green cat eyes and then there's one, two, three, four claw marks coming through the picture. Like, like a cat scratching mm-hmm. through that title card. And in front of that image is the cat and the claw and very kind of uh what what would you say the lettering is kind of like a horror type font yeah it looks kind of like uh yeah. you know egad horror it looks like that kind of uh that kind of font so what do you what do you think of 
of the card. Uh, I love it. I love the horror aspects of it. Um, it's simplicity. I think the the great thing about these cards, uh, title cards, are how how simple they can be, uh, and how kind of nice way they include all the all the everything in it there. So yeah, I, I'm a fan of this one. I think it's a good one. Yeah, I really like it too. It, it's it's simple, but it's effective. You know, it's going to be a Catwoman episode. It looks like it could be a little spooky, a little scary. It looks like kind of an unknown evil presence mm-hmm. in the dark. And who else to go after them but a Batman? And yes, at some point we'll do a podcast after we do all these and we'll do our top uh, our top uh, opening titles that cards. Would be cool. We'll do that one of those cool. at some point. In case you're sitting there wondering, I wonder if they'll ever do that. Well, <laughs> we will. We will, especially we will do that. if you tell your friends to listen to tell our Tell your friend Bill. Almost got him podcast. We don't know where you can get it from yet. Tell your we're, friend. We're tell, figuring that out right now. Tell your friend Bill to finger this contest. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, not contest. Finger this podcast because Bill Finger, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets. Credit. I'm just glad he's getting credit. He gets now. credit now, so I'm going to give him credit yeah. too. Oh, nice. That's right. So um, I'm not even the comic book guy, <laughs> but I'm the one that did the Bill Finger reference. Okay, Brandon, what are we talking about now? We are going to talk about holy speech bubble batman Uh-oh. what is your favorite quote from cat and the claw part one and two just need one one quote from both uh well from- mine is uh, i'm more of an exchange person i like the exchanges these characters have uh and uh episode two there is something that i like it sticks out to me because it's kind of topical batman says red claw a woman red claw says do you have a problem with that batman says not at all i'm an equal opportunity crime fighter that just feels that feels very current, but that was 1990. But that feels current. What's funny is in part one he actually mentioned a cat burglar, but you're a woman. Oh yeah, he does that too. Yeah, is Batman like a little sexist here? I feel like that's the the writers are again they're, they're quoting the old uh, yeah. the old things they've seen where characters say that. So that's, I think that's and, where that comes And I feel from. like they're trying to act surprised. Oh, they did this really, really good. And you're a woman? <gasps> it, it, again, it feels like... It, it, it feels, yeah. Th- there's moments in Batman 66 where they do that too. Yeah, it, that it, too. it's a little, it's very uncomfortable yeah. to watch in 2021. Holy smokes, a woman! How could... Yes, Commissioner, This it was a woman that did it. I can't believe it, Batman. Just don't linger on this, Commissioner Gordon. Just accept it. Yeah, so that's the thing that would happen. Yeah, I, I thought that was a really good quote, though. Mm-hmm. My favorite quote is from, I I don't remember if it's from part one or two. I think it's from part one, though. I've watched them both, mm-hmm. and they just kind of blend. This was also an exchange. This uh-huh. was an exchange between Catwoman and Batman. And that, that line that I absolutely love is Catwoman says, you, you can't deny there's something between us. And Batman <laughs> replies with, you're right, and I'm afraid it's the law. <laughs> Batman and Catwoman is like back and forth. It's just yeah, fantastic it's in the show. Again, that's that's why these two episodes are probably two episodes to establish those relationships. And they're perfect. Yeah. They're perfect. Next up, we have Wait Till They Get a Load of Me. Wing freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. Who is your favorite character in uh, The Cat and the Claw two-parter? Um, it's a toughie. Uh, I feel like I have to... I feel like I'm gonna. I feel like I'm gonna give it to Red Claw. Okay, that's good. Um, just because I love the design so much, the character as a character just written is is just fine. I like the voice, 
Um, but yeah, I don't really know her motive. Get her motivation. Still, yeah, early. I think just because I saw this when I was ten, <laughs> and I just I was like, oh. She looks beefy, so I liked, <laughs> I liked I liked Red Claw. So uh, I'm gonna go with Red Claw, even though I don't think that's the correct answer. I bet you're gonna give me the correct. Oh, answer. oh, there, there's no. When, well, I, when we you, do this, it's opinionated. You, you will like no the right character that we're supposed to like, and probably is. I probably will in this one anyway. My favorite character of this two-parter is Catwoman yeah, of herself. Course. That's the correct. That's the actual. She's answer. flirty. She's fun. She's charismatic. Yeah. She her once again her and Batman's uh, rapport is just on fleek if that's what the kids say but it's, I don't it's know, great but they it's, make on, that it's on point in, i was gonna say on point they and make totally that joke and come into america too so oh I think, they do uh, yes, don't they, they do. yeah we both watched that last uh, week yeah axel, not together axel foley <laughs> is like you are on fleek or something like that yeah, yeah it, he was, said it. not my favorite part it's not axel movie. foley it's it's akeem from it's akeem zimbabwe uh wakanda wakanda yes well forever kind of forever and now we are going to give out an award Dun, da, 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 put some the music here. Condiment King Award. The Condiment King Award will basically tell us what who is our least favorite character of the, the Cat McClaw. Who is your least favorite character of Cat McClaw, Jimmy? Ah, uh, who is my least favorite character? Um, I think I'm just doing this to troll. Um, are you gonna pick Batman? No, <laughs> okay. no, no, no. Uh, I, I love. Uh, sometimes I write it down. <laughs> is it is it Mavis <laughs> or is it Maven? I put Maven down. It's my Connor okay. McKay Award oh, winner. So. I think I would also say Maven. I don't think I'm being fair about this because I I do like the concept of Catwoman having a secretary or or, 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 or Girl Friday. I like it. Yeah, yeah. But go ahead. Tell me what you don't <laughs> like about Maven or Mavis, whatever the name is. So you can't. This is audio, so you can't see in my hand or a bunch of my notes. And every note I have. Basically, like, a lot written down. For the Condiment King Award, all I have down is Maven, what's her point? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And that's kind of how I feel. I don't really feel like she has a purpose, a function in the story that really matters. Well, she actually has every function. She's a plot She's a plot mechanic. Oh, she's a, yeah. That's yeah, all yeah. she she needs to. Batman needs to find out what Catwoman is. So ask Maven. Uh, Catwoman needs to say something out loud to someone she, so we know it. She, says she needs to, to get away, Maven. Yes, she said, said it to Maven. So it's but and I like I like the concept of Catwoman having a girl Friday. I just but, like I don't know. It's not really fully realized. And, then they, and she they, never comes back. By the way, never. I don't. That's I, the only one. I don't think she comes back. I guess she would. Pretty sure she does. I don't. Maybe in, I, I feel like I've seen I'm, her again, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm 80 episodes into it, and she hasn't come back. Okay, yet, so she, in that, that case, she would not. Yeah. Yeah, and also, where do they get the name Maven from? I don't know. It's an it's an interesting name. Um, it's a uh, it's know, a they, word. They yeah. ever do the Velma thing? I don't know. I just something about maybe it's just the design. I don't know, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maven, Maven got the the King Award from me as well. Dun, dun, dun. Try again, Maven. But you're you're dead. You're never in any other episode, so <laughs> you're gone. You won't get a chance. To, you're not crawling out you're from just, under that wreckage. Just a Holly Robinson wannabe. That's right. From Hanging with Mr. Cooper. What's my theme music? Now that is that's a pretty nuts reference you just gave me. But let's get nuts. Let's get this will be our favorite part, part of the Cat and the Claw episode. Okay. What is your favorite part of Cat and the Claw? Uh, mine is, I, as I did that uh, dramatic reading earlier, is the ending of part uh, two. Oh, I just, okay. I love the interaction okay. between uh, 
Catwoman and, and Batman, particularly in that uh, that ending where he handcuffs her, and, and just the just the two of them together uh, is really the price of admission as far as this this episode's concerned. But that's my favorite moment between the two of them. Yeah, the uh, the two of them also make my favorite moment of the episodes, but it's the exact opposite. Mine is the my favorite part is the very first scene of the I first episode because it's the the chase itself is choreographed really extremely well. But you got to remember, this is also even though it wasn't the pilot, this was the first scene that people saw of animated Batman, mm-hmm. and it's very intricate. I, there felt like there's maybe some computer animation involved in the run. Mm-hmm. It just it to the and here here we are. What is it? Nineteen or is it twenty nine years later? Twenty nine years later, some uh, it still looks good. It's beautiful. It's it's just absolutely beautiful. And of course, with on HBO Max, I believe they tuned the colors a lot better and stuff too. But it looks like it could have came out, you know, a few weeks ago. I hope they went in and took that mole off of. Uh, there's that first shot of Batman in the opening, and sometimes depending on what uh, what you're watching, he may have that little speck. Yeah, a little speck of dirt. He has like a little Monroe, um, and I'm, I'm sure they fixed I think that. It, were, for, was it supposed to be like a like a shadow? No, I th- it, that, that's just a mistake. Is that they mistake. they actually pointed out on the DVD commentaries? It's like I oh, noticed no, there's it, that I little speck. Know. Sometimes it's there, sometimes not. But I bet they cleaned all that. Up. Probably all that dirt. Some of those episodes are. Since they were shot the way they were shot, um, they're a little they were a little dirty. Yeah. So I'm sure they're beautiful on on HBO Max. Oh, they are. Um, but I love I love that scene. By the way, a fun little fact about that scene: they re uh, did it for the first uh, Batman Super NES game as well. As ah. So that's like a level on that game. Next, we have our Martha moment of the episode. In other words, what was our least favorite part or parts of Cat and McClaw? I couldn't, I couldn't really pick, like, there wasn't one thing that I absolutely hated. There were some things that I thought were kind of silly that shouldn't have been in there. Like, the crowd of women, women like, flaunting to... Oh, that, there Bruce. you go. They're all blue women. I guess that's to show that there's, like, a lot of, there's not a lot of light at the party or something like that. Honestly, it's because they wanted to save money. They want sure. to save money on animation um, by but just it, making it just, the it, silhouettes. That part doesn't age well. It just looks cheap. Um, thirsty Bruce... Uh, is is <laughs> very weird for me um because bruce is just like all about him so some selena kyle which i can't blame him it's selena kyle is legendary for her uh beauty and whatnot but he is just like a giddy little schoolgirl with a crush in both of these episodes what did you think of that uh yeah i i, I did uh I didn't notice that. <laughs> did you Did you like it? Did you think it was too cutesy? Uh, I thought it was very refreshing because we live in 2020 and nobody, <laughs> nobody just, you know, characters used to just want to, you know, <laughs> I'll bleep this out, but uh, we're so far into the podcast. I mean, you know, you're not going to, you know, it, we, it, we was, just... it was, I'm fine with it. I'm really fine with it. So that kind of gives our awards away. What do you give this uh, episode? If you were to give it a letter grade, what grade would you give the cat and the Oh, ball? here we know. We have not agreed on what a letter grade yeah, or yeah. a number grade or a maybe in the future we'll come up with. Would you give them a how many bats? How many bats or we'll come up with uh, some kind of cute thing. We'll get there. Maybe we'll get, we'll get there. So but say you want a number, a uh, letter grade. You want a letter grade. Huh. That's just that's what I written down. <laughs> uh, this is oh I because I didn't come up with one yet so this is me oh, well, throwing one into the mix. Um, 
I would say uh, now both episodes is one. Both episodes is one. That actually okay. f- really factors into my grade. I would say a B minus. Okay, that because um, I love the characters. I love Batman and uh, Catwoman's back and forth, um, and I like Red Claw as a character design. But the, the overall thrust of the episodes doesn't appeal that much to me. I give the episodes a, a B, and that's part, and that's mainly because it's a two parter. Part one, in my opinion, is really really fun. I I would give that one an A, and I would have given part two a C. It just, whoop, there goes the mic. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the first time it's happened, so it's okay. <laughs> and I can maybe cut it. I won't cut it out, but it's, yeah, you know. Yeah, you should probably keep that one. Brandon just dropped the mic, <laughs> just flipped it so, over like it was a t- flip cup. We'll have to make sure that this is recording well still. It looks, looks good. Looks like we're looks still good. recording. These things can take anything, Amazon. <laughs> well, I'll get, I'll get back to it. Part one, I really liked. I would have given that an A, but by part two, I was kind of like, I wasn't over the episode, but I was just like, okay, let's, let's wrap this up it seemed um, like a series of things yeah um it's it's not a deep story not or a anything deep it's like okay this happened and then this happened and then oh now we're on a date and people are bumping our car uh you know it's just the plot it's just things that happen and it's fairly enjoyable um and then it ends yeah yeah i i loved it overall of course the uh batman and catwoman i wish we got more episodes with them because they are just like electric on the screen um and i like adrian Bar- barbo as Catwoman in these. Um, do you have anything else to kind of talk about with before we wrap up the Cat and the Claw? Um, I think that's pretty much all I got for this particular episode, i got to be honest. Oh, so we got one episode in the can. Yeah, that was uh, our first official episode uh, for the two-parter. Once again, we'll, we'll be per- trying to perfect it as time goes on. This is just... The first, our first foray into this podcasting thing. Yeah, we'll see what happens as we go. Sounds good. And we will see you next week on another Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. With Jimmy and Brandon. That's us. We need to like talk about ourselves we, more. We do need to talk about <laughs> branding. Sure we are. Yeah. And just to tease next week's show. We're going to finally do On What Leather Wings, a show that Jimmy could not wait to review. Because it's the first episode. And it's also the one that he reviewed at the wrong time. Thank you for pointing that out. We'll see you next time as we go into That Dark Knight. That was Mega Man, so that didn't even belong. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. Anyone else want to go?